The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm your host, Michael Dow. With me tonight is uh, Susan Timberlake. I'm always here. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're, you have the best attendance record of us all. Old faithful. <laughs> I think you've missed one show. Ooh, and who's counting? Yeah. <laughs> and that would be to play soccer, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. That, but one show that we did. So, um, And we also have uh, the inimitable John Roberts uh, working the soundboard and probably chiming in from time to time. Yay! <clears throat> so... Um, and before we get into, uh, talking about, uh, uh, too much stuff with the politics, I should mention that we'd love to hear from you and you can get in touch with us. And the way you do that is you can email us civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. You can tweet at us at civilpoliticsfm or on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. We also have a website, which is quite simply civilpoliticsradio.com. Uh, and that's got recordings of previous episodes of the show and all kinds of good stuff like that. So you can uh, uh, listen to this amazing broadcast that we're doing right now again in a year or two or ten, assuming, you know, the Internet's still around. And there's an... Yeah, well, unless, assuming the Internet is still around. Unless there's an EMP, in which case... Exactly. <laughs> exactly. People will think we had no civilization that will just... There will just be little remnants of strange little cartridges. That things. would have to be a a global EMP. Yeah, because I heard mean, of sun. Uh, what did they call them? E- ejection fractions or something like. That. What a uh, solar eruption. Yeah, a, like a like ejection, a, like a, a solar flare, so like a well, like a huge fragment of plasma coming out. Yeah, 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 yeah. bigger than a flare, but same mm. same. Uh, I mean, that would that would disrupt communications, but that wouldn't that wouldn't kill every every bit of computer information. Well, you know, when it happened the last time, it went right along the telegraph wires and set buildings on fire. Oh, I think I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. So it actually... Oh, it'll, it'll screw things up. <laughs> I'm just saying, attached, like, the internet is so decentralized now that, um... I oh, think... on the back side, you mean on the back side? Or yeah, right? I mean, like, uh, like, it, like, it, like our, our website is hosted on WordPress. WordPress is probably hosted, uh, their information is probably on the, um amazon server network which is global (laughs) so the that information is usually very safe well could be so i guess uh some sign of our civilization person what can i say (laughs) well and i guess some sign of our civilization will persist uh which actually they might still look at it and say like they didn't have a civilization in the early 20th century look at those people big bank buildings large Hard car dealerships instead of the pyramids. Yeah. So it's bank buildings, insurance companies, and car dealerships are the massive monuments that we'll leave behind. So. It makes sense. <laughs> you know what's actually terrible? Imagine, like, people hundreds of years from now, like, if there's still, like, Trump buildings around, will they think, oh, was Trump, like, like a god king? Did they revere him? <laughs> it's like, there oh, wouldn't god. be. He uses substandard materials. Oh, well, there's a silver lining. <laughs> or a gold lining. Speaking of building things, Toyota and Mazda are going to build a $1.6 billion factory for cars, I guess, in this country. Yeah, like 
what state was that going to be? Was that going to be in West Virginia? They didn't say where, I don't think, although I Because he was ta- touting it at a rally in West Virginia, I yeah. think. Yeah, I don't know if they've picked a place. I think they just, they exchanged stock, because Toyota's like 50 zillion times the size of Mazda, but, hmm. but they they did some exchange and signed documents. Oh, okay. So, I wonder what they'll build, a Mazda or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Perhaps. Toyota Mazda. Yeah. It's a... Sort of a Japanese uh, uh, Persian god of yeah. something. Zoom zoom rav or something. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah, zoom, zoom. <laughs> and 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 uh, it's a minor thing, but again, you know, like uh, Trump apparently uh, described the White House as a dump. <gasps> I uh, heard that. Yeah, it was uh, in Sports Illustrated uh, in an article where they were mostly talking about how apparently he cheats at his golf game. <laughs> I have heard that before too. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, of course he does. Well, if you don't cheat, you don't have any character, right? You have to <sighs> cheat. You have to get fired once, cheat on. You know, you just have to. You have to do those things once. I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, ne- you never heard that. You need I, to. You need to do what? all those things to have character. Yeah. I. I. What, what is this list? Uh, get you got to get fired from a job or Done. two. You have to um, cheat at something, a sport or something. Yeah, you just. Yeah, but I mean, does golf even count? I mean, it's golf, for God's sakes. Ruins a good walk. Exactly. Thank you, Mr. Twain. I I agree. Like, I've played golf. I, you know, at the, really? fa- at the family country club, I played really? golf for a summer. And, oh, you my You played God. golf. Yeah. Ah. Oh, my God. It's so boring. Yeah. Just why? Almost as bad as baseball, right? Oh, no. It's much, be- it's much worse than baseball. Oh, okay. Much okay. worse than baseball. But Trump did say that about the White House. And did you hear the comparison? Somebody was um, saying, reading the eloquent speech that Obama said about um, Lincoln and the, and the hallowed halls of the White House. And they were just doing a little comparison. I don't know if it was NPR or somebody did it. And it was really something. Because here's Trump saying, you know, it's a dump, blah, blah, blah. And... Obama's talking about the inspiration of, you know, the all the people that have come before. Well, the 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 complaints I've heard people make about the White House over the years, not to get totally well, off it's on old. This. It's it's an old building and it was built as a stately home and, <laughs> you know, and and it was built in part by slave labor. So I mean, you know, you can definitely knock the White House for things. And they just had to fix the dome, right? They spent millions. Um, yes, fi- I understand. I understand one of the reasons why Mr. Trump is going to be taking an extended vacation is because they're they've got some major maintenance they want to do in the White House. So he's getting out of town. Did you hear what Steve Colbert said? I I, I didn't. But hold that thought one sec. Okay. So it's just um, if you look at where Trump's home, like what he actually likes to live in in Trump Tower, like. It's like everything is like plated in gold. It's like Etagere. Yeah, it's it's, it's like just scale. just just a monument to like so seventies. Well, so so sixteenth century is just like <laughs> we're gilding everything because that's how you display your wealth. It's just uh, like we're we're planning to look deliberately opulent, uh, you know. And it's just and it's like who wants to actually live like that? You so. Know? So what's what did Stephen Colbert say? So they were saying that he was gonna they were gonna do some renovations on the White House and Steve Colbert said Here's a clue. Change the locks while you can. Yes. <laughs> That's to the White House staff. So But he really doesn't like living there, I take it. I, Trump has I'm um, sure he doesn't. denied that he said that by of the way. Of course he has. Yes. It would look bad if he said that. Well, you know, they're cracking down on all the leakers. Yes. They are they're gonna go right after them, right sessions. One thing that I actually heard, if um, 
uh, on uh, on a report that they were interviewing uh, someone from from a major newspaper. I forget on NPR. So uh, he was saying that you know they they're not leaks so much as good reporting. Yeah, <laughs> it's talking to people. It's putting things together. Uh, freedom of information um, act stuff like FOIA stuff, and it's it's not just like some guy. Like, like the saddling up public tax records that he thought somebody leaked, yeah. and they were public. They were yeah, they were public because <laughs> right, he public had financial disclosure. Yeah, thing. because he he had to do he had to release something for like another job or something like yeah. that, and they just dug it up. That's yeah. what that's what good reporters do. Yeah, but you know, I think the transcripts of Trump's conversations were probably released prematurely. They, usually, they hold that stuff until after they're no longer in office. Oh, sure. You know the actual transcript. Sure. Of his... No, I mean that that's a leak. Is in that's information the White House didn't want getting out. Yeah. Um, and obviously, there's at least some sensitivity to like their actual conversations Kennedy's with foreign leaders. Conversation. You know, they but held nevertheless, on to them just for yeah. Well, yeah. No, I security. totally understand. But I mean, it, it's it's not the same as you know. This is exactly where our nuclear submarines are in the Pacific right now. This is how many agents we have inside Al-Qaeda or whatever, you know. But, but your approach to Mexico behind the scenes might have a lot of strategic impact. I'm not, again, yeah. I'm not saying that there's no value to the information. I mean, You're it's certainly... It's less. Well, yeah, I, I, I like there's, there's degrees. I mean, one of the reasons why... Um, one of the justifications for secrecy in a democracy, I mean, like, if we have government of the people, by the people, and for the people... Yes, we are a representative nation. You know, we, we have we hire people to handle a lot of these public affairs for us. But in the end, ultimately, all that authority derives from what we collectively want to do. So and we uh, have to evaluate the performance of our representatives because, you know, when they get up for reelection, that's us deciding, do we want to give them a new contract? Do we want to rehire them for this job? So you do like to know what they've been doing and have some right to, to know. Exactly. So, you know, one of the one of the reasons why. One of the claims Donald Trump made in his job in his extensive job interview, uh, which known as the election of 2016, uh, was that he was an excellent negotiator and he would get along with people very well. And that is not an evidence from those transcripts. I mean, we're not fans of Donald Trump here. And so at civil politics. And so it's hardly a shock that we are unimpressed with with what we see here. And it's another example of how we don't think he's good for the job. He did hostily take over my party, but. Yeah, right. But I mean, he like beyond that, um, just like like the way he interacted with uh, uh, Prime Minister Turnbull uh, from Australia, just, you know, he just did not absorb information. Like, it's one thing to say, like, I didn't know anything about this deal. What's going on with this deal? And, you know, like we have to take refugees. And then the fellow explains it to him. Well, they were refugees from... Um, what, were they from? Uh... They're somewhere around Southeast Asia. They're economic refugees. They're fleeing because of poverty and. Were they Syrian? I think they were Syrian. I don't. They might have been. I don't think so. Yeah, I think I think it was a but, real surprise that. Well, no, Obama I don't think I don't think they that. I don't think they were because the, the the point is that Australia has a policy. This is getting again into the weeds, I guess. But Australia has a policy where people who show up, refugees who show up in boats, aren't admitted to Australia, which. You can say maybe it's a terrible policy or whatever, but they're... Well, and they need the people. They used to really recruit for, you know, they have too many men and not enough women in well, Australia. Wow. Crikey. <laughs> um, but the the logic of it is, and it's it's sort of the same logic we have for wet foot, dry foot with Cubans, is like, 
you know, you'd want to discourage people from getting in boats and taking extremely hazardous sea voyages to get to Australia. I mean, you think how dangerous it is for all those people trying to flee from Africa and, the, and Syria getting onto the boats in the Mediterranean. And Australia is nowhere near anything else. Well, you know, the, and the like, white, like New and Zealand the, is, is the closest other significant landmass, and it's a thousand miles away. And along those shores, all the great whites, which they're notorious for, and they have shark nets up, and all the, and all the crocodiles, which are incredibly hungry man-eaters. Yeah, I can't imagine trying to well, <laughs> arrive uh, on the I, shore I, th- of I think the, sh- the peril of sharks is perhaps a bit overstated because sharks, you know, like they don't actually look for humans to eat, but they well, can be dangerous. But just regardless, yeah, Australia, it's not the safest place to try and make landfall. Do. They actually have nets so that people can swim because they're in hammerheads and, t- you know, yeah, they... No, no, they, they, they can be dangerous. Hammerhead yeah. sharks, bull sharks, great whites, they can be dangerous. Theirs versus ours are much more... That, that all right that may be i don't yeah. know but i mean regardless don't swim in australia Can re- I tell you that? Re- regardless <laughs> like i totally understand not wanting to have people fall into the sea in waters where there's sharks around because yeah someone might get eaten and same thing with uh, australia i'd be i would be more worried about the crocodiles because they they're they're vicious oh and they're fast and they're fast they're not like ours they're they're and they will swim out to sea so all of which is to so say... So the elephants, which I was surprised by. Right. Well, I don't think Australia has elephants. <laughs> no, I don't think so, so either. Unless there are marsupial ones I'm not aware of. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an image. <laughs> right. So, anyway. Um, so, you're saying that, that Trump didn't didn't handle it well. And I I think that's just who Trump is. I think that that's... Oh, I, I agree. Yeah. You know, that there's some people that are just gruff and crude, and they just are. So, I don't, I don't necessarily fault him terribly on what he said to foreign leaders. Well, it's it's. I mean, it's I've less... known people that are very good negotiators that are really rude and crude and direct. And... That's not the issue. I mean, him being rude and crude is not ideal, but okay. And he's fired Scaramucci for that, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, I mean, it was just some locker room talk. I don't get what the big deal was, but whatever. I guess it's You're okay funny. when the president does it. <laughs> but um, see, the, I mean, you want to talk about rude and crude? I mean, we, you know, we had, you know. Six how long was it? Six years of LBJ, so five years anyway. So yeah, I mean, it was just more private. We didn't all hear the right, inner. but I mean, we can certainly handle uh, a a commander in chief who uh, lards his speech with profanity, <laughs> you know, and is and displays of other things that and, and, we will not go into, and is hard and, and is a. Uh, we were just talking about elephants, right? Yeah, yes. we were. <laughs> okay, the elephant in the Oval Office. Except no, he was a donkey. So. Anyway, um, my point is, like, that isn't the issue to me. okay. The issue to me is that President Trump called up the Prime Minister of Australia, and the Prime Minister of Australia said, like, okay, so there's this arrangement we made with your predecessor to take some refugees. You know, you're going to vet them, and then everyone who passes your vetting, you're going to accept. And President Trump says he doesn't like that idea. And and he doesn't understand what's like he clearly doesn't understand why these Australia is not taking these people um, and what the deal is. And, you know, when he thinks they're he, he's like, well, if they're if they're so great, why are they in prison? They're not in prison. <laughs> we just have a policy that we don't accept refugees who come in via boats like that. And Trump just didn't get it. So, like, the reason why. You know, for 20 minutes, they're going around back and forth over this. And, and the president is just, like, not absorbing information. I didn't read the whole transcript. Yeah, I have to admit, you read most of I it. I mean, it's, it's, it. just, yeah. it's just, 
it's stupidity is what it is. It's thick headedness. Um, I mean, like I hate to use the word stupid. I, I I'll take that back. But I mean, ignorant. The, well, not just ignorant, ignorant of something. Not just ignorant. I mean, I'm ignorant about enormous numbers of things myself. Aren't we all? You know, the, the right. older you get, the more right. ignorant you realize you, you are. Yeah. So that's that. That isn't the issue, and I can totally understand. Like, you know, the president's been in office for a week, and he he's not up to speed on everything, and maybe he's a little and tired. Who and he's are like, these immigrants? And what right? Is and this? he's he's like, you know, I'm just gonna call and chit chat with the prime minister of Australia. It's a country that we get along well with. Like, <laughs> I'll just I'll wing it. You know, yeah. I can totally see him doing that. Winging it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and like that's not necessarily the worst thing, but like, so the prime minister of Australia is like, well, here's this thing we want you to do, uh, you know, that your predecessor agreed to do, and we hope you'll live up to the deal. And and he just doesn't absorb the information that is presented to him and it's just very like like that's that is thick-headedness that is like he's just not able to deal with new information he's not able to like listen to people telling him things and understand them his first approach is to get very aggressive right and he and he's just and and so he winds up getting really angry at the prime minister of australia and hangs up like less than halfway through an hour-long conversation and 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 is haranguing him because he had a better time chatting with Vladimir Putin. It's just what <laughs> what are you doing? You know? And and we need a president who It's a little more sophisticated. Well, who can think on his feet. Yeah. You know, who can like, oh, I didn't understand what was going on here. What is this new situation? And then actually understand it when somebody explains, you know, like like Prime Minister Turnbull explained things fairly clearly repeatedly. It's not that this was, you know, this wasn't he was trying to explain, like, uh, like uh, the f- mathematical formula for figuring out, like, uh, how to, uh, I- you know, insert a-, a spacecraft into orbit around the moon, you know? I mean... <laughs> Which we had to rely on women to do. Right. Well, <laughs> duh. We want it done right. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie yet, but oh, I've heard it's figures wonderful. Is, is, I really enjoyed yeah. that movie. I really enjoyed it. I, I recommend it. And the story that none of us knew. That's that's yeah. I, I I I didn't. And I'm I've got a master's in the history of science, so that's an embarrassing black really? mark for me. Okay. I do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I knew that about you. I just like. Oh, oh yeah. Like, no, yeah, I did. Right. This would this should have been right. I should right have known in that, that curriculum. I should. Well, I I I know I learned things, but I I should have heard more of that. I didn't. I didn't yeah. hear that. Um. Anyway, by the way, you are listening to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio and not, you know, the World Science Report. <laughs> so, um, uh, I forgot what I was going to pivot to. Um, Anything you would like? Yeah. <laughs> there's no. so much, like every week, it's like, oh my God. Yeah, there's there's certainly a lot to talk about. Well, last week, I just listened to our last show. Just yeah, so what did we end up with? We were going to pick up something up. Yeah, but... Um, Brownback of the uh, ambassador of religion. Oh, Sam we, Brownback. Yeah, yes. we brought it up right at the end. And right, what in the world ambassador is that? I've never heard of that. that the, I'm, I, is I, it a new one? And does is I'm it not aware of us ever having like like the idea of ambassadors. My understanding is that the whole point nation state. Well, they, yeah, <laughs> they 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 are a diplomatic representative between like you know organized nations. Um, I mean, I think we've had. You know, the idea of, like, you know, you have an ambassador for whatever. It's like, you know, you might have, like, sort of generic goodwill ambassadors. But it's not like somebody who has to be confirmed by the Senate, I don't think. Oh, he's got the answer. John has got some information here for us. What? Yeah, because uh, Wikipedia is always correct. Um, <laughs> there you go. Usually with, with political stuff, it's it's pretty on point. It's pretty quick. Uh, the, it, he is the United States ambassador at large 
for International Religious Freedom. Is this a new position? Uh, 1999. It was created by the uh, International Religious Freedom Act of 1998. And we've had huh. what, Bob Se- Siepel, uh serve from 1999 to 2001, succeeded by John Hamford, uh, then Susan, Susan Johnson Cook, uh, and then uh, Barack Obama nominated Rabbi David Saperstein. And then, uh, did he get and confirmed? It, it, it is a uh, yes, uh, oh, in did. 2014. Yeah. Um, and that was making him the first non Christian to hold the post. And then, uh, he's nominated Sam Brownback. He does have to get confirmed by the Senate. Oh, I imagine that'll a, go through so pretty quickly. He used large. to be a senator, yeah. So well, interesting, and we never—I never heard of it. I try I, to find. I've this never stuff. heard of that. How many other at-large ambassadors does the United States have? Let's see. So. <laughs> Um, I think it's, I, well, 1998, so that would be the Senate, con- oh, the, the, the Congress controlled by the Republicans. Uh, ambassadors at large, counterterrorism, global women's issues, war crimes issues, trafficking in persons, and AIDS. Huh. Okay. Uh, and, and international religious freedom. So I am way out of my league here, because I, me, me you too. know, did not realize that, I, you hear people talking about, you know, women's issues and well but. see like those other things sound like actual issues to me that i that seem important i'm like i don't really understand why religious freedom is religious something. freedom is incredibly important for in, an, in, the, in the international community oh, this so isn't a this why. isn't just a uh, national post this is at the united nations think about uh in iran um uh, Baha'is being per- persecuted. Think about in in iraq where christians are per- persecuted uh it they're Religious freedom is very, I mean, China, you know, um, their religious freedom is really important just because we don't really think about it here. A lot of people are being persecuted for their religion. Well, it's people are, I mean, there are a lot of people who care deeply about religion in the United States. I just don't happen to be one of them. So so I never really thought about it. Ambassadors to the UN on that issue. Oh, so they're specifically sent to the United Nations. Yes. Okay. See, that's, he's not going to a place. He's a, he, they, yeah, it, it when goes the to the comes UN. up there. The right, no, but I, I, the, interesting. The thing is, they're posted to the United Nations. Is sort of that makes yeah. sense. That's a place for them to go and 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 interact with other nations. That in a way that makes sense. Okay, yeah, it's I, basically um, part of the State Department, mm-hmm. actually. So, uh, does it? I think what? it actually. I don't think it's the UN, but it's a. Uh, it's basically um, they are the they are the head of of uh, this department in the or they they are the the face of this department in in the State Department. I'll look up more. Yeah. Do you know what religion oh. he is? The Sam Brownback? Oh, he's an evangelical. Just oh. I was curious. What oh yeah, no, no, he's uh. But which, Sam, which one? Sam Brownback? He's uh, you know, he's he's senator from Kansas, uh, uh proud believer in uh, creationism, is my understanding. And um, I just wondered which denomination he is. So. He's some form of evangelical Christian. <laughs> I'm not sure. They're all the same. They're all the same. No, I actually am curious. Well, we which... can certainly <laughs> look that up. But I mean, he, well, here's the By thing. Sam Brownback's the kind of Christian who uh, about 10, 15 years ago when uh, I think it was CBS, one of the major networks. Uh, He's Catholic. Aired... He's a Catholic. Really? Because aired, they aired an uncensored uh, broadcast of Schindler's List, and he protested that because it was inappropriate to show that movie because there was some nudity in it. Well, yeah. uh, he's been a Catholic. He converted in 2002. 
Oh, okay. Very interesting. Well, do you remember when it was it Ashcroft or Rumsford? He still sometimes. Uh, sorry, he still sometimes attends the evangelical church. He but he converted out of that. Oh, okay. D- does it say which evangelical church that he? Nope, just he still attends an evangelical and, church. So uh, I guess that's he just goes to evangelical church for church, but he's he's a Catholic. he's a member of the he's a yeah. Catholic communion. Yeah, okay. yeah, and I don't right. having lived with well. Thank you for for updating my information. <laughs> After living with several evangelicals, I just always ask which denomination. No, no, because, I, I, they, they are not all the same. Yeah. I, I I know that, and like there there are some real differences across Christian subgroups, but they all kind of blur together for me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's sort of like the Baptist churches. You know, they're different. There's yeah. like a bunch of different yeah. kinds of Baptists and. Whatever. And I'm I'm not religious, so I was just curious what the yeah the, oh yeah no I I agree but just so I I just remember he had religious objections to nudity in a broadcast of Schindler's List, and I just thought wow okay do you remember way to miss the point <laughs> Ashcroft and um Rum or was it Rumsford that put the drape over well, John like, Ashcroft was draping over a, a statue Justice of Justice Liberty that was, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that was a nude female form yeah so. Well, they have something in common with ISIS, then. They do. Sorry, <laughs> my party. I can say that. Well, it's it, it's sadly it's true. Well, it's some problem with women. I'm not disagreeing. I'm yeah. saying it's harsh. I'll yeah. just say there's some problem with women. I'm just you yeah. know the no. feminist just popped out. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I remember many years ago, uh, shortly after. Uh, Stephen Colbert uh, first started doing his show, The Colbert Report. This is like 2005, 2006. And he had, uh, I think it was Ramesh Ponaru on. And the fellow, somebody who'd written a book basically saying, the West is decadent and, and, and corrupt, and that's why we're, we're failing as a nation, because our morals are corrupt, and we've got <laughs> too much nudity, and people swearing, and rap songs, and blah, 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 blah. And God got Pulse nightclub, right. and God Well, that was, that was, this was 2005, so yeah. like, like long before that terrible thing happened. No, no, but you know yeah, our yeah, guys yeah. that were saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so Colbert Can't pointed out that this is basically the same argument that ISIS, you know, that, that Al-Qaeda made to justify the 9-11 attacks. And the guy's like, well, no. But it's like, so you're agreeing with them? He's like, no, I'm not. But basically Colbert <laughs> sort of got him to outline his thesis and said, like, and that is exactly what they say. So you'll take their, you'll take their criticism and agree with it. And the guy's like, uh, you know. So He's very quick on his feet. Speaking he, of being he, quick on he, your he feet. Is, he is quick on his feet. So is John it's, Stewart. There. It's one of the, you know, it's one of, I remember having the argument back in, back at that time in part because Oh, it's too complicated. But basically, it's one of the reasons why I, I became really proud of owning a store that sold comic books and games. Because it's like, you want to talk about frivolous, decadent uselessness, you know, <laughs> like 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 vain pastimes that, you know, provide no useful benefit. Art and, 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 and theater. So <laughs> those, were, those were our hobbies, and that was what my business yeah. is, still does. And so, you know, that was... In- interesting. Well, I, my 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 little re- uh, resistance to terrorism. <laughs> so so if you have a choice between a leader that's a real plotter and has to go behind the scenes and read all the documents and figure out what he wants to do and you know works on Congress and kind of like you know drags the grindstone up up the hill, drags the boulder up the hill, or somebody who's really quick on their feet. There's advantages to both. I just I like. Because usually they are two different I, types. I, I, I understand. I understand. Um, 
you know, like there were great, very great differences between Jimmy Carter and Ronald Reagan. Yeah. And on yeah. the whole, I'm more of a fan of Jimmy Carter than Ronald Reagan. Uh, but liberal though I am, and though I think Reagan has a lot to answer for, it's not that the guy did everything wrong, and it's not that the guy never handled the responsibilities of the office well. I I, I think as he, he got older, ab- it didn't go so well. and He was the- able to get his agenda through, and Jimmy Carter did get bogged down a little bit. Right. Because well, Jimmy- I think he didn't know how to use power. But- well, I think Jimmy Carter also got caught up in uh, the economy being in terrible shape, and uh, so the the the... the Bad-tasting medicine is what they administered during his administration. Yeah. And price when, controls. And when it started working, he was out of office. Yeah. So, yeah, but, price controls were very... People hated that. Oh, yeah. I don't blame them. Because things were just I don't blame zooming. them. No, it, it, was, it was really tough. Uh, it, you know, I mean, I, I don't really remember the details very well, but I just remember, like, all the grown-ups were really upset. Yeah. And they talked about it on the news all the time, how, like, unemployment was up and inflation was up. And, I had friends that owned buildings with variable rate mortgages, and they went... They it, was, it ruined them. I'm it not really surprised. Ruined. It was like 18 percent they were paying a yeah, year. Yeah. It's yeah. like you're paying 20 percent of your the whole property's value every year to yeah, yeah to so, the banks. Yeah, banks. So, um, so I think there's 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 there can be there's value to different virtues, and everybody has strengths and weaknesses. Uh, I I just I you don't, don't see his. Well, I'm not like. Like, if the thing is, if you're going to be a think-on-your-feet-wing-it-improviser kind of person, you one can one can do many jobs that way, and the presidency may well be one of them, but he's not actually investing time and energy. I mean, I think I think uh, we've got to take a break in a moment, but uh, I know I showed you just before the show the cover of this week's Newsweek. Oh, yeah. And I think actually— <laughs> Or it, was it time? Newsweek. Oh, it was Newsweek. I think it really captures something about President Trump. Like, he's not actually that interested in doing the job. So he's not really putting any time or effort into it. I mean, I would almost certainly disagree with with his agenda in almost every respect. But, you know, there's, uh, uh, there's actively trying to do something, and then there's being asleep at the switch. And there, in a lot of ways, what he, I think what he's doing is worse. So, In, in fairness to him... Yes, Which, of course. I will that is there. that is the civil way to be. Um, I think a lot of people that get into government jobs that have never worked in a government job are shocked and stymied by the slowness with which things happen. And I've worked alongside a lot of folks that they just can't bear it. It just drives them crazy that it just takes committees and commissions and you know six months when it was a simple decision. And it you know it it does it does wear you down. I, I, I believe that. Yeah. So if you came out of the business world, it's like, I believe that. I can't just order an airplane and go. <laughs> yeah. What? A, what a shame. You know, he he stumbled into this job. I mean, I'd 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 have more sympathy for him if he you know spent he a long very time hard for a year exactly. and a half. To, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair, fair enough. So uh, we're going to take a short break here on civil politics. Uh, play some uh, station IDs and uh, promos for other shows and other announcements to keep the FCC happy. But don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps do not as much so, yet never dull. 
Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. The Lily Library is filled with adventure and wonder for kids and adults of all ages. Lily Library in downtown Florence lends books and movies to everyone. They offer free parking, free Wi-Fi, and two-hour sessions on Internet-connected computers. They also offer extensive programs for children, including story hours, clubs, and activities for teens, as well as adult programs. The library is open Tuesday and Thursday evenings, Saturdays and Sundays. Find out more at lilylibrary.org. Hi, I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! You're listening to Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM in Northampton, Massachusetts. Today, community broadcasting is more important than ever. Corporate interests affect what music we hear on commercial radio, and real news and opinion take a backseat to ratings and profits. Valley Free Radio is owned by its members, operated by volunteers, its programming created by your friends and neighbors, and it's wholly supported by the community. Please consider going to www.valleyfreeradio.org donate to support free speech in the Pioneer Valley. Thank you so much. Do you gamble more often and longer than you planned? Have other people suggested you may have a gambling problem? Do you wish you could stop or cut down your gambling, but you just can't? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you may have a gambling problem. We understand the problem. We can help. We're the Mass Council on Compulsive Gambling. Please call us at 1-800-426-1234 or chat with us online at masscompulsivegambling.org. The confidential helpline number is 1-800-426-1234. iHeartJRock with DJ Sakura is on Saturday mornings at 12 to 2 a.m. on WXOJ LP 103.3 FM in Northampton. And you can stream us on valleyfreeradio.org. iHeartJRock will be playing rock music from Japan, uh, J-Rock, J-Pop, and some DK. Uh, If you like that stuff, give my show a listen, please. And also follow me on Twitter at DJ Sakura 666. Thank you. Hi, my name's Leo, and I use he, him, his pronouns. Hi, my name's AJ, and I use they, them, theirs pronouns. Did you know that sex is your biology and gender is how you identify? You can't assume someone's gender. Based on their clothes. Based on their hair. Based on their voice. Who they hang out with. Who they're attracted to. My gender isn't your business. Ask me my pronouns! And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. And I'm still Michael Dow with uh, Susan and Genre. And uh, we were going to sort of pivot a bit because uh, there was an interesting uh, news item that Genre uh, uh, pointed out to me. Apparently, the um, music uh, sales, uh, sharing sales website, it's called Bandcamp, and it allows independent musicians to like monetize and sell their, their music, uh, is apparently donating. So, genre, is it like everybody on it, or is it like Bandcamp, the website's share of any sales that that, that are being made? So, Bandcamp uh, is yes, it's a it's a way f- it's a way for people to to pay for uh, independent artist music without um, and not having to go through iTunes or or Google Play. They um, and they're they're really good about paying or a major record label. Exactly, mm-hmm. uh, most of the people on Bandcamp are self published. Uh, so, Bandcamp. Um, 
sometimes uh this is the second time i've seen them do it basically all of their proceeds you know they they take a cut and all of their all their proceeds uh from the sales today so midnight pacific time uh till midnight pacific time today fourth on august 4th friday uh will all of their sales will go to the transgender uh legal center so like like the entire amount or just the website's cut of the the website's cut okay um but a lot of artists on there uh sometimes say we're gonna do that too Mm -hmm. so just uh, for the day so you have to do it today you have to do it today uh that's why i wanted to mention it during the show uh so you have you know a few hours go to the go to bandcamp.com if you like anything there then you can buy it but it's basically you get some some cool music you get to support um artists uh and you can also uh basically you can be part of a protest like so so they can say look we we made this much in sales because we advertised as as uh as this donation so i think it's really it's really interesting um and i really love businesses that do things like this just take a little bit of of their money or a little bit of their time and uh try to support something important transgenders aren't under assault right (laughs) <laughs> oh no! Are you no, being silly. Um, you are okay. Yeah, tra- uh, Sorry, trans- your deadpan was too good for <laughs> the me. The transgender community is is clearly a protected class, uh, and they. I've actually heard that um, anybody who's transgendered actually gets uh, paid double the amount that um, someone who who is not at the workplace. Where did you hear um, that? I've also heard that elephants are pink and they can fly. <laughs> And have you actually heard someone say that? We need your citation, sir. (laughs) No, I mean, civil references. No, transgenders. There was even. Oh, and that was something I wanted to mention at the start of the show that you can follow along with our references with the Mm -hmm. hashtag civil references on Twitter and Facebook. That's correct. But even in Northampton, there was a fellow two years ago that, you know, down on Strong Avenue had the was was beaten up. And it was, you know, who knows who the guys were. I don't know if they ever caught them. But, you know, even a place... Or girls. Or girls could have been. um, Or persons. Everybody can be a a jerk. But they were were being up very badly. And it, it, you know, it makes, it gives you pause because this is such a nice community and so welcoming. And even in Northampton, I think it was... Maybe three years ago now, I'm I lose track of time, but it was it was a huge deal. Any community, uh, there there are no absolute nice communities. Uh, there there is nowhere that people can drive around in cars from other communities. (laughs) Well, yeah, but everybody has everybody has a uh, an opinion. There are always there. I've always said that 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 in any group population area, there is a certain uh, (laughs) minimum percentage of jerks. Yep. And are a holes. And that is that's just straight up. So no matter how nice the community, this is a great community. The Valley is, is a wonderful place to live. But there are still people that drive around with um Confederate with, flags flying from their car. Well, or Trump or Trump stickers or uh not even not even that, like just crazy stuff there's and it's people just... that come to northampton because there are folks of different stripes here exactly and they come to they go you know they come to go hunting is yeah. basically what they're doing yeah it happens very rarely because everybody here is very vigilant and the police are really good and but it still attracts you know drunken drunks. oh yeah 
Yeah, definitely. And Sometimes. Pl- I mean, plus we're in a we're in a college community. We have five colleges, uh, at least. Um, if you don't count uh, like community colleges and and, and technical colleges, things like Westfield that. Westfield State. Yeah, yeah. I, and uh, that brings in a ton of people, uh, and just the people that are born here, they they can be hateful too. Anywhere, no nowhere is absolutely safe, but you can create a safe space for yourself in in many places. Basically, I, I was actually just reading an article that made me very sad. It was talking about um, uh, the Twin Cities in you know um, oh, in Minneapolis, yeah. um, Saint Paul, and yeah, Minneapolis. Um, Minneapolis. And apparently, there's a it, it's long been known as like a a a, a city that's very has a very sort of welcoming environment for for the gay for the lgb do they call it the little apple i think minneapolis yeah i wouldn't know oh. i've never heard that one but i mean maybe <laughs> instead of the big the little yeah apple. no no yeah. i mean may, yeah. maybe i haven't heard that one i've heard it called the twin cities and mm-hmm. so forth yeah. but the um the thing i uh i uh, was just reading is you know i've i've long been aware uh through comics i've read and whatnot um because like there were a lot of like comics that had specifically like you know, gay themes that were coming out of the Minneapolis, St. Paul area oh, interesting. back in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, sort of, you know, sort of bubbling out of a vibrant uh, gay and lesbian, and you know, a, a queer community, however you want to put it. <clears throat> so um, LGBTQI. LGBTQI, so forth. <laughs> so um, uh, it's larger than, uh, uh, you know, proportionally larger compared to other urban areas. Uh, there, there's a very vis- sort of visible presence. Uh, they're they're f- well accepted in the community, um, but there's another uh, 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 unusual or not unusual, but there's a there's a large Somali refugee population there. People from who have Somali ancestry there, and apparently that Somali population, a lot of them are are Muslims, and they're facing a lot of racism and prejudice for being dark skinned and Islamic. Really. And so, you know, there's a lot of sort of pulling tight into your community because of that. Um, but there are people, of course, you know, wherever you have a large community uh, that isn't specifically like the gay community, you're going to have people who are LGBTQIA, so forth, you know. And they, if you are one of those uh, queer Somalis, they are finding that they're being ostracized for, for being queer or gay or however you want to put it. From their own community. From their own community. And apparently uh, called, you know, various uh, racial and religious slurs by the largely white gay community in uh, Minneapolis. I agree. And so, you know, like this is, you know, we're talking about two communities, both of which have firsthand experience of being oppressed you know, being treated crappily because of who they are. I wonder if that's happening. There's a big Somali community in Lewiston, Auburn, Maine, as well. I I don't know. I mean, yeah. I hope not, but no, I don't know. No, no, there is a big Somali no, no, community. I'm saying I don't know if if they're experiencing yeah, the same I thing. Don't, I, I don't hope either. not, but I don't know. Yeah, and Maine Maine's an interesting state. They do a lot of test marketing there because it's yeah, it's not conservative. It's almost like individuation. Well, it's a it's a funny place. It's the state that brought, that gives that that put Susan Collins and Angus King uh, in the uh, Senate, but also. You know, Paul LePage in the state house. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Things happen. Um, I mean, they, you can. We're not proud of them. You can look at the uh, um, the black community with uh, with gay rights. It's not great. 
Yeah. You know? In Maine? I've heard that. No, just in general. Oh, in general. You know, you know? Yeah. like, what was that? You remember that, that ballot measure years ago in California to roll back gay marriage? Uh, Prop, Prop 12 or 10 or... Yeah. I don't remember what it was, but, you know, uh, that passed. And Prop people, 8. A lot of people sh- Prop 8. They were sh- they they were shocked. Uh, a lot of people were shocked, and but it, and one of the reasons it passed is because like it got a lot of support amongst the you know uh, black community in California. Yeah, uh, a lot of uh, there are there are many many black communities that are that are very religious um, yeah. and very conservative. Uh, and Sudan right now isn't aren't they mm-hmm. trying to withdraw from the um, Episcopalian or the um, Anglican Church because they're. Ex- the Anglican Church is accepting I believe gay so, marriage. Yeah. There's, yeah. I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a religious person, but I grew up in the Anglican Church, and I do know that there is a severe schism that's a problem in the church with communi- with congregations that are want to be inclusive and others that want to be, quote-unquote, traditional that don't want to accept yeah. openly gay people. And arguments about like whether or not people can be ordained and is it appropriate to ordain someone who's gay and so forth. Wouldn't so, it be yeah. nice when people just look at each other as individuals? Not go, what's your religion? What's your whoosie? What's your whatsy? Just, you know, just... I I guess. I mean... I don't think that'll ever happen. I hope well, you're wrong, but I, no, I, I think mean, people I, do bend into groups and other and us I, and... I think that there there is an inherent us versus them um, quality in the human experience. And the the smarter we get and the more the more cultured we get and the more used to other people we get because of travel and because of different shifting allegiances and things like that um the more we get used to each other then the less that happens but there but people are always going to see the differences between each other which is important i i want to be seen as a black man I don't want to be seen just as an individual, but that means that there is a there is always a distinction. So using people's stereotype groups, or they identify as own based on just like birds and animals do that. Yeah. That you you have we'll have our tribes, and I don't mean that in the tribal sense. I mean it in you know we like all the have plumbers, our subcultures and communities. You know the plumbers stick around. You know they know plumbers. They talk shop. Speaking of subculture. <laughs> Which is coming up in just a few minutes here on Valley Free Radio. It's an excellent music show. You should totally listen to it. But we still got a bit more civil politics first. Yeah. Just just, jumping the gun there. I just just wish we could be less, you know, as a a Republican in Western Mass, I mean, I get people that just jump on me. They just do. Exactly. We're we're supposed to be the, the happy valley. No, no, we're not. It's that's just for certain people. And, uh... If you're a Republican in the Valley, then you're definitely going to be seeing the um, the, the like, other the other the the, the right. underside of the Happy Valley. And and, you know? and again, like like that's that's your politics getting in the way of of, of people accepting you. But I mean, uh, if, if you go somewhere else, uh, you might be seen less as a Republican. People might more judge you like you know like Are you gay? What's going on with you? You know, and like. And all that stuff. And well, the, uh, it's interesting here, yeah. and there is a, there are a lot of townies here in Northampton. People who grew up when it was Hamp. Yeah, and uh, you, you mean know, it's not still. <laughs> and and sort yeah, of no that kind of actually that cadre of folks me. and all yeah. the mixed, 
you know, the mixed influences that they have, whether they worked at the, you know, Fuller factory here or the felt, you know, all this, the silk mill industry, you know, yeah, sure. what their family did. It, it, there is like all sorts of threads of things throughout the community that you don't always see right away when you first arrive. People create the, create groups because that's, it's, it's easier to, to quantify. It's easier to, to deal with. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Well, it's also, you know, people come together in part because of common interests. I mean, one of the reasons why, you know, I got to know you through through this show and through genre. But one of the reasons why genre and I have been friends for too long um, is... <laughs> yeah, get out. <laughs> you know, is because we share an interest in, in... We have some of the same hobbies and we like some of the same art. We, we like comics. We, we like playing role-playing games, you know. Uh, there's other stuff that ways in which we're different and whatnot. But that is a thing that brought us together despite coming from different places and having different socioeconomic and, and, and racial backgrounds that, you know, could easily make it, it so it's like, it. yeah, it, it could make it very hard for us, for, for me to get to know. Oh, I can hear people. the shippers going right now. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Civil politics. <laughs> yes, I'm sure people are going to be writing slash fiction about our illicit unspoken romance. That will be happening. John Romyko, TP. <laughs> Stefan's going to be... T- gonna be jealous he's probably listening right now and right uh, and so but actually we should mention stefan before we what about um, stefan oh right he's at some beer fest or something practitioners uh stefan has has been a part of a group that's created uh uh a beer a beer yeah our stefan a brew beer yeah so um And there's some grand unkegging tonight or something, or some... Yeah, he's... Uh, an event. That's... We're going to see him dancing on tables or something tonight. Okay. But um, what were you saying, Michael? Just, um, you know, people who like to write, make up their own stories about characters and shows that they watch or listen to, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, that's a community. So, I mean, people come together and, you know, you're like, hey... You are also really interested in writing stories about the, 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 the secret romance between Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock. So we've got something in common and you like, we like hanging out together and yeah. that, you know, that's, we cluster that's like that. Bad. Yeah, that's, that's just, not that's a bad just thing. what humans do. Yeah. yeah. I just hope we find more reasons to. Well, more reasons to be accepting and to come together. But like, I don't think it's possible and maybe not even desirable to like see each other purely as atomized individuals with like nothing in common and no connections. I mean, well, I don't think that's that's really the thing. I it, 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 correct me if I'm wrong with this, but seeing each other as individuals, meaning um, not not seeing people as other uh, and not seeing people as a threat or anything like that just seeing people i agree um i mean and that's i mean that's i disagree with that but that's gonna happen but i think it's just gonna be blunted and just the 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 community building that that you were talking about the internet has has made that incredibly easy uh for good or ill you know we have great websites like I don't know, AV Club or something. I can't think of anything. And Stormfront. We, and then we so have stuff find... like Stormfront or uh, or American Founding or anything like that. But for a lot of older folks who are on the on the web now, on what do you call it, the internets, you guys call it? Um, the intertubes. Lot, the, yeah. One of the, <clears throat> I was just really... They communicate with people all over the world with similar interests that they would never have. Exactly. Which, which can with. be great when you're like a little kid in a small town 
who you or, know or is, a grandmother who's seven who doesn't go out anymore doesn't go out yeah. anymore that's you know yeah. but you know little kid in a small town and you're gay and like oh, yeah. you know and you're worried about like telling other other people that you can find people to connect with but so uh, I just found out that uh, somebody who went to my my college uh, graduated about uh, uh, five six years ago is actually now going to be running a nonprofit or white supremacist organization. They call themselves they don't call themselves white supremacists, but oh, of course not. He he you know in his press release he ends with the phrase "Hail Victory," which is the English translation of "Sieg Heil." I mean, huh. it's now is that he's well, a Nazi? Well, well, is that jarring to you? Yes. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm how not. How do you? How do you? I'm, I'm not utterly him. shocked because he was apparently involved with a with the Kenyan Observer, which is a conservative leaning agitprop magazine that got started back when I was a student at Kenyan. But you know, so like, oh wow, someone from the Kenyan Observer is actually a Nazi. That's not a surprise to me as a That's bitter, wonderful as a bitter liberal. But um, <laughs> well, indeed, shoe fits. I wear it. Do you, know. you do you think you could find common ground with him anyway? Is not, that a showstopper not, for you? Not, Absolutely. At, not at being a Nazi. Right. I'm not <laughs> saying... No, don't find, don't find common ground with him with that. Something else. But this is something I'm trying to explore. Is no, like I mean, when you... Like the Ted Kennedy discussion we had, the, do you just cut him off because, you know, Mary Jo Kopechny drowned? Or do you just compartmentalize it and say, yeah, but we like comics? Or, yeah, but we have something in common. Right. Well, I mean, what do you do with people well, like that? Well, well, I it's tough. And I mean, this is a question I know I've asked you this before, Sue, because like as someone who's in the GOP yeah. and who's pro-gay rights and pro-women's rights, like the GOP has a terrible history currently right now of dealing with people who are transgendered the or The weasels gay. took over Toad Hall. What can I say? Right, but I mean, like, the thing is, like, like I think the weasels were taking over Toad Hall the, as in the <laughs> Republican Party since I was a teenager. I think it's been a 30-year process. This is not new. This is one of the reasons why back in the 80s when I was a teenager and I was thinking about what, what kind of politics I believed in and what I was interested in, that I didn't join the GOP because all those people, all those bigots were like, Loud and proud in the GOP. I didn't see them in the Democratic Party. And look at Condoleezza Rice, who made the opposite decision because of the way she was treated by the Democratic Party when she was, you know, in the cities in Ohio. And, I, I, you know, yeah. like, and, oh, my God, no, Condoleezza <laughs> Rice, don't live your own experience. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm always right here. I'm just no, like, I'm this just is saying, my ex- what I How do you I reconcile perceive? that? How do you work well, with people you? that you have hold positions that you despise? How do you do that? Especially when there's positions that like, you know, or like you're inferior, you're no good. And, you you know, you should be you should it should be OK for people to fire you usually, from your job and throw you out of your usually home because it's of they're afraid of something that's love. being threatened. Yeah. It really it really comes down to your personal where your personal limits are. If someone like if if someone is slightly racist, then I might still I might still talk to them. We wouldn't be best friends, but I'd still talk to them because I'd want to. I I like talking to people with very very different I and very weird. Remember things. when you went over yeah. to that woman at the diner who did Blue Lives Matter, and you yeah. were very you well, were very respectful, and you want to know who she was that she was. Yeah, I want to like, like that. If is someone if someone has a white supremacist uh, flag or whatever on their car, then I'm not gonna go up to them or anything because they'll probably kill me. But if someone has like something that I find objectionable, personally, that's not a that doesn't completely cut it off. But for someone else, that might that might, and it's all depends on your personal your personal experience and what your tolerance is. 
and how uh, fearful you're feeling at the moment. Exactly. Yeah. Or or how much and and then you have to think about how much time you want to spend with a person. You know, if you have to work with the person, if you if it's part of your job, then you have That's to deal tough. with it. You mm-hmm. have to deal with it unless they are outwardly horrible and and then you can report them. But anyway, uh so if you this could pr- go on right. for hours. <laughs> right. Well, and if you want to pursue, you know, pro-business, small government approaches, as I know you do, Sue. As I do. Yeah. yeah. Like, I guess you have to work with the, with the Republican generation Party. generation uh, right. industrialists. What, I mean, what just, are you going to do? Well, I mean, just like like the, 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 the small government approach is just not really going to carry on, catch on in the Democratic Party. I mean, that's... Or in the Valley, probably. Yeah. Unless you happen to be the small, you know, business owner. The thing is, you here. don't know that... Look at the Democratic Party in the in the nineteen teens, and then look at it now. Well, that, that's true. I guess it's the way things have shifted. Yeah. So, but we should wrap this up uh, because uh, uh, subculture is coming up. Packy's in... with us next Friday. She's going to come in. It's oh yes, the eleventh is it? Packy the... Packy Whelan from yeah. uh, Bread and Roses will yeah. be joining us next week. Excellent. Um, I wish she could have been here this week. But anyway, we will be uh, back next week with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. I hope, uh, glad you've joined us this evening for listening. And uh, coming up shortly is the great uh, music program Subculture, which I highly recommend. Uh, and that will be all for tonight. So thank you for listening. Good night. <laughs>